Welcome to the Horror Babble Originals podcast. The Blood Bogs by Ian Gordon. I glide like a frozen chicken on a conveyor belt, beyond the safety of the floodlit streets, beyond the grove of drooping sunflowers, beneath the pinnacle of St. Bartholomew, and into the silent wastes of the abandoned cemetery. It's dark here. Sunlight rarely kisses the forgotten tombs. They're damp with moss which pulsates noiselessly, the beating hearts of the crumbling stones. My journey continues, but I'm only partly aware of my surroundings, beneath the clawing canopy of ancient oak, beneath the many-eyed sky that blinks out of sight to the rhythm of the church bell as it chimes in the night. But into the depths of the cemetery I descend, where the headstones are weathered, anonymous and grey, the weeds have enclosed them, caressing them with fingers of green, tearing them down, a restoration eagerly conducted in the absence of man. Darker still, my destination is revealed. There, in the gloom, little more than a stone pile in the shadows, the blood bogs standing proud in the clutching foliage. This path, unlike the other long-forgotten byways of the cemetery, is known is used, is frequented often, for the edifice at the bottom of the graveyard, once a public lavatory, is now a lair, a tainted tenement, an open secret we all must keep. My eyes are wide, my mouth agape, my heart it races, but still I am drawn in the direction of the blood bogs. Closer still, and the church bell ceases. Its final melancholy cry fades into oblivion, as my aching limbs endure their unwilling flight, my mind ablaze with dread and wonder. I see the doorways, the ladies and the gents, the portals of terror whispered of exclusively in the dying hours of the night, behind the safety of locked windows and bolted doors. And, just as legend has it, the door to the gents is ajar the slightest glow of some unearthly light beckoning those in its immediate vicinity. And the legend tells of a shade, man or woman nobody knows, a hunter, a predator, a creature of the night set to stalk this old town from time to time in search of blood. The blood letter of Broughton, they call it. The blood letter is a seducer, continues the legend. Out it creeps at that time of the night calling to those who might hear it, calling to those who might not, and those who are unfortunate enough to answer its call are inexplicably drawn to the blood bogs to partake in the bloodletting. To what end this being carries out its ghastly practice, none can say, but the bloodletting continues. Cases of the missing are numerous. Gone to the blood bogs, the old-timers say, and tonight I fear they may be right. I am at the threshold now. The scene is utterly still. Vapour hangs in the air above the building, 
My skin is moist to the touch, just how the blood letter likes it. The door opens before me. The dim glow meets my gaze, but it's the smell that steals my attention. Faintly sweet, with a hint of metal, blood, gallons of blood. I cross the threshold. Into the blood bogs I'm born. There's no electricity in here. Hasn't been for years. Just the blazing torches, lit by the blood letter. Dancing flames in the humid lavatory, illuminating the grey stone walls. Only two sounds meet my ears. The crackle of the flames and the dripping. The steady drip, drip, drip is disconcerting. I'm in the blood bogs and I don't want to be. The legend tells of the dripping, and, furthermore, the legend tells of the source of the dripping, and, as my mind reels from the horrible reality of my present situation, I, I cannot ignore the rusty urinal, now a grisly drainage system for the scarlet streams issuing from three dilapidated toilet cubicles. Two of them are closed, but the third, the leftmost in this monstrous chamber, is open. Within, suspended above the soiled bowl, a blood-stained, upturned meat hook awaits my arrival. All the while, the drip, drip, dripping intensifies about me, and again I recall the old stories, the bloodletting of the bloodletter, bodies suspended from hooks, the crimson liquid collecting in the toilets below, the abominable shade lapping it up. Once more, like the chicken on the belted checkout, I glide in the direction of the leftmost cubicle, the one with the open door, the one with the no longer stainless steel meat hook. And now, in mid-air, I'm rotating, very slowly, until I'm face to face with my captor. Finally, I realize that I'm a reluctant participant in a gruesome tradition. The blood letter has brought me here, and it wishes to drink from my veins. I study the creature minutely. It's difficult to describe. I see little more than a blur, a mass of iridescent color, its shapeless, translucent appendages lifting me above what appears to be a conical head. Looking at it is like looking at a face under water, and beneath that luminous surface is a gaping moor, a black disk, and I know that it'll use that mouth to consume whatever it can squeeze out of me tonight. Into the cubicle I'm carried, and onto the hook I'm placed. There's a sharp pain as the steel pierces my spine, but it passes quickly. I'm numb from the shoulders down, but I can hear another drip, drip, drip below me. The bloodletter studies me for a moment before retreating into the shadows. I answered its call, and now I must pay the price. Beyond the safety of the floodlit streets, beyond the grove of drooping sunflowers, beneath the pinnacle of St. Bartholomew, in the silent wastes of the abandoned cemetery, 
I hang from a meat hook in the blood bogs. Quietly, I bleed. <laughs>